When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is St. Mary's School for Children with the Stigmata. Episode 8, Alone. I've been racking my brain for weeks, trying to decide if I need to respond in some way to Katrina now that I have my story back. She made some pretty hefty claims, particularly about me being exhausting, which, seriously, shut the fuck up, Katrina. But recently, I've decided to just let it go. As she herself so succinctly put it, Katrina is, as always, entitled to her own version of events. So, we'll just go with that. Honestly, I'm not even sure why I felt the need to say anything at all. I'm just a random person in the desert, a nobody, and if my childhood taught me anything, it's that literally no one cares what I think. In spite of that, there I was, typing and retyping and retyping a thoughtful response in the fucking notes app like some low-tier celebrity whose naked pictures got leaked from an old Tumblr account. Then I'm like, no, Katrina will not get the satisfaction of a notes app response. I refuse. And just... You know, in general, can people finally stop apologizing for their nudes? It's fine. Anyway, as you can tell, the holidays were very relaxing. I sat in the living room on the couch with the blinds drawn holding a knife waiting for the ghost of Sister Mary Collette to come take my eyes. Anytime I slept, I had nightmares. If the floors made so much as a creak, I'd hide in the hall closet. Eventually, I ran out of TV to watch, so to keep myself distracted... I bought a recorder for Christmas and taught myself a song. You know what does not ease a troubled mind? The sound of a recorder. Need proof? Great. Here's Greensleeves. Sorry. I'm feeling sort of off the rails lately. I think it's... All this. It just feels like too much. I'm finding myself fantasizing about a vacation to somewhere far away, but where would I even go? How would I get there? And the blood? Can you imagine the bill for the stains in a rental car? When I texted my therapist about it, she told me that if I'm feeling especially anxious, I should try remembering a childhood vacation or happy place and focus on how it felt to be there. Since I don't really remember many childhood trips with my parents that I would describe as a happy place, I skipped ahead chronologically to high school. We didn't have vacations, per se, but once or twice a year, usually when the dorm rooms were being repainted, because, again, blood everywhere, we'd have something called a lock-in in the creepy old gym. A lock-in, for those of you who didn't grow up with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, was basically just an overnight party with wholesome activities offered to teens as an alternative, I guess, to drugs. A lot of them boast a buffet of all-you-could-eat pizza, 2am ice cream socials, or a root beer kegger, a battle of the bands featuring kids at your school or church, and in the morning, when everyone is exhausted to the point of delirium, there'll be donuts. 
Religious indoctrination aside, the concept is surprisingly fun, especially if more than three people attended. Any chance you get to do a co-ed overnight with junk food and very lax supervision is a good thing. Even for us three St. Mary's girls, having a break from the normal routine was nice. We still stayed up all night. We still ate pizza in our pajamas. And in a rare allowance of worldly influence, Sister Mary Collette would wheel in a TV with a DVD player and we'd watch family movies with Christian themes rented from Netflix, back when they came by mail. We were also usually so blissed out by the prospect of carbs, sugar, and entertainment that Katrina, Marjorie, and I would get along for days leading up to and even after the event. All in all, I guess it was a pretty happy place. Most years, anyway. Good morning, girls. Good morning, morning, Sister Sister Mary I'm pleased to see that we're in an excellent mood today. I'm sure it has nothing to do with this evening's lock-in festivities. We're simply excited for another day of school, Sister Mary Collette. I'll overlook the obvious sarcasm in light of the occasion, Katrina, but I would tread lightly if I were you. Your grades are beginning to slip. I'm sure you'd hate to disappoint your father. Yes, Sister Mary Collette. To add to the excitement for this evening, I'll share that I've rented a few inspirational films for us to enjoy. Nothing too far afield from our usual themes. But I've spiced it up this year with a few modern classics that I think we'll all like. I've also requested both types of take-and-bake pizza from the Price Club and secured caffeine-free cream soda and vanilla ice cream for floats. Will Timothy be coming? I know he's been in the infirmary and... Ugh, Timothy. Again. I'm just saying that the lock-ins are a big part of our traditions. Key word here being our... And he should be a part of that. I'm not sure I agree. You're teenagers. The risk of bodily temptation might be too great for an overnight event. Sorry, Florence. You'll have to sneak in your bodily temptation another time. I felt my forehead begin to weep with blood. Florence, is there something I need to be aware of? Yeah, Florence. Is there? Why are you such a bitch, Katrina? Florence! That language is unacceptable. Stay behind after class today. We need to discuss further. Ooh. Or perhaps you can all stay, and the conversation can center on whether we should even have a lock-in this year. <gasps> I'm sure Father Donovan would be happy to lead an all-night prayer vigil instead. We all held our breath as Sister Mary Collette stared at us. We sat as still as statues in rigid, uncomfortable silence. Now, take out a piece of paper and a pencil for your pop quiz on Henry James' The Turn of the Screw. None of us moved an inch. I said now. The rest of the class continued without incident. And as the bell rang, Katrina and Marjorie darted out of the room without even one snide comment. Sister Mary Collette shut the door behind them. Do you know why I've kept you after class? To talk about what I said to Katrina? Try again. To talk about Timothy? No. Then what is it? 
I want to talk about you. She walked over to one of the desks and sat down in the hard blue plastic chair before motioning for me to sit in the one beside her. Come. Sit. I did. We sat in silence for what felt like way too long. I believe I may be a bit misunderstood. Do you know why that is, Florence? No. I think it's because I play so many roles in your young lives. I'm like a mother to you girls, but also your teacher. I serve God, but I serve this institution as an expression of my vocation. You call me sister, but I'm not your sister. I'm also a stigmatist myself. Did you know that? I just don't have any bleeding wounds. Well, not anymore. She let out a sigh. I wish that you girls would feel more comfortable talking to me about the things going on in your lives. Well, especially you, Florence. You're so guarded, and of all the girls at St. Mary's, I know you had the toughest upbringing, but even taking this into consideration, it bothers me that you don't feel quite at home here. At least that's what I've observed. Is that true? I didn't answer. She turned to me and, in an unnatural show of affection, smoothed out the shoulders of my wrinkled sweater. There is so much asked of us, isn't there? So much control we need to exert over ourselves. So many things we're asked to sacrifice, and I bet that's hard, at your age. Sometimes. And because we're human, we fall short of all that God asks of us time and time again. I wasn't sure where she was going with this, but I knew it couldn't be good. Which is why I feel the need to tell you, even though it's hard for me to admit, that Timothy is not for you. She paused. And no one will ever be. This was the first time someone in my life had said aloud what I already knew. Do you understand what I am saying? Yes, sister. And? And what? How do you feel about that? Like I didn't ask for this. Like I don't want this. I understand. So why is it happening? Because the Lord works in mysterious ways. Seriously? You're on a journey, Florence. One that is not yet clear to you by design, but if you continue on your path, I expect all will be revealed. Is that what happened for you? You're living your destiny here, babysitting a bunch of bleeding teenage girls? Does that make you happy? I spat out the words with more bitterness than I'd meant to. Happy? No, no. <laughs> Useful? Yes. Sister Mary Collette turned away from me, her face hidden by the drape of her habit. I didn't mean... It's fine. You're free to go. I bolted out of my chair but felt like I couldn't leave. What is it, Florence? The lock-in. Are we still... Yes. Now go. Not wanting to press my luck, I ran out into the hallway where Marjorie and Katrina were waiting for me and shut the door behind me. Well, what did she say? Did you go and ruin it for all of us? No. 
we're still on for the lock-in. Huh, that's a relief. Well then, what did you talk about? Nothing. Not really. Bullshit. No one gets off that easily. I know. It was weird. I can't explain it. We should probably count our blessings and lay low for the rest of the day. We're not out of the woods yet. I agree. Shall we head to the library? Sounds good to me. Not you. I'm sure you wouldn't want to hang out with such a bitch. Katrina turned on her heel, prompting Marjorie to follow. See you at the lock-in. Once they disappeared, I went outside to the prayer garden. The early fall air had the bite of the coming cold, but standing in the sun, I could still feel what little was left of summer. I closed my eyes and turned my face toward it for I don't know how long. But the silence was broken by the sound of tapping. I looked around to see where it was coming from and finally caught the image of a figure in the infirmary window. Timothy? I raised my hand to wave, but as suddenly as he appeared, he was gone. The curtains pulled tight behind the thick glass panes of the third-story window. I pulled my sweater tight to my chest, remembering Sister Mary Collette's hands on my shoulders. I was alone again. Kinda like I am now. <sighs> okay, that's enough for today. Is someone there? Hello? God, Florence, you're so jumpy. Just relax. I can hear you. I know you're there. I have a knife. Come out now, before I call the cops. We both know you're not going to do that. Who the hell are you? A friend. Inez? I just want to know what happens next. Thank you for listening to this episode of St. Mary's School for Children with the Stigmata. If you enjoyed this chapter, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to support this podcast so we can keep making more episodes, click the support link in the show notes. To learn more about this and all our projects, visit our website, newgirlpictures.com. <laughs>